We learned late today that Bill and Melinda Gates are ending their 27-year marriage. Gates, co-founder of Microsoft, the couple, two of the richest people in the world. As a couple through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they have donated billions to help people around the world. Melinda, oh Melinda, ever you say, hear me? Look, check this out. I heard the news. I heard what happened to you and Bill, and I ain't even about to get in your business and ask you what happened to the situation. I just want to ask for a chance and opportunity to create you a new one. You feel me? <laughs> Child, Melinda, Melinda, <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? What like, took oh my me gosh. out. Like, where do you think he is from? He's got to be from Jamaica or the island no, no, somewhere. No, no, no. I'm thinking like New Orleans. Oh, like, you think like from, that? Yes, he's no. He's got to be from like New Orleans. Like Melinda. I'm, yeah, hey. I'm giving it a straight New Orleans, maybe <laughs> Texas, but that. I'm not trying to be in your business, can't. but. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah, so that is going we're, on. We're right definitely going to talk about that. We definitely have to talk about the Gates divorce. We yes. have a lot to discuss this week. I mean, we got dad bods. We have. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have. Floyd Mayweather. Jesus. Yes, we have that whole thing. Uh, Tamisha Iman is, is coming, coming for, for you. Monet. <laughs> yeah. Ching Ching. Ching Ching. Uh, we have that talk about Handmaid's Tale. Real Housewives of New York is back. Look, there's too much. I gotta catch a flight. Yes. Let's start this show. Roll the clip. I heard what happened to you and Bill or whatever. I'm like, are you being serious? I can't get that out of my head. Well, ladies and gents, welcome to Cold Pop. Yes, it's welcome. me, Trenton Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And we are back with a brand new, all new episode of your favorite podcast. Uh, Marcus, there's been so much going on, but before we get into that, uh huh. Let's talk about how was your week? What's been going on with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My week has been fine. You know, another week. That's, what are you going to do? You know what? what? I think we, we need to take out this segment. That's <laughs> no, fine. I mean, I just don't have a lot out. to say. Like, my week is fine, you know? Well, there was one thing that happened to, with both of us. Yeah. You know, vaccinated. Oh, yeah. So good. We did. We got our second got shot. Second We're fully vaccinated. Just like got you that should. double pop. We're good. Yes. So yes, I am um, happy to report that we are both fully vaccinated. Um, vaccinated tops here in the building. Okay. Let's stand up. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But we did that. Uh, thank God it wasn't as crazy. Do you want to just catalog the experience for the people? I mean, again, it's just. Because you were about to go off. Well, I'm not. You, I was oh, annoyed. I, I Marcus, kept it fine. It was two hours for you. Yeah, how long was your total wait? It was really not that long. So I'm going to be honest with you. I got there probably around, what, 1.15? Around 1, 1.15, yeah. I had some meetings that got pushed back or whatever. But then I was home by 2.45. So about an hour. You probably yeah. waited about an hour. Yeah, because yeah. they make you wait for a little bit too there. Yeah, after you get your shot. Yeah, but, you had to wait like fifteen minutes or so. But you, 
but Marcus was letting me know once I got there, sending me I text messages. I came he was with the, going the off. breadth of everyone, sending receipts, sending photos. We were in line for two hours. I was in line for two hours, which was crazy. Anyways, other than that, that's pretty much it. I also um, I've just been watching a lot of TV and stuff like that. And so what I've been watching this week. Okay. Um, so I watched a, which all of my anime, cartoon, samurai uh, fans out there, I watched the um, new show called Yasuke, um, I, but I think okay. they, they pronounce it Yasuke, but Yasuke. I, so I'm going to say it like that, but it's a black Yasuke. anime, and it's a black samurai story, and so mm -hmm. that was really cool, it was voiced by Lakeith Stanfield, and I thought he did a really good job, Nice. Um, and so that was fun. Uh, I also watched, I started watching on May the 4th, uh, The Bad Batch, the new Star Wars animated yeah. series that is the pre the sequel to um, The Clone Wars. And so I thought that was pretty interesting too. Okay. And then we watched The Circle Finale. Yeah, we did, yes. We watched The Circle Finale and that was, I called it. Yeah, you know, I, it was going to be very close. Yeah, It I was agree. going to be very close. Uh, but what did you think? What did you think of the finale? I so I just want to do a few comments about the whole show in general up to that point. So Ooh, okay. my favorites of the entire season, I think for me, were Courtney, River, hashtag Messy Queens, right? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag hashtag the messy, messy Queens, queens. <laughs> of course. And I liked Trevor. I thought Trevor was cool too. Yeah. You know, I really liked. And then once you got to learn more about Courtney and Delisa, who was catfishing as Trevor, um, their stories and why they needed the money. They just felt the most genuine. True. And I was very happy with uh, Delisa winning. And I, so I guess, spoiler alert, but it's been like a week or so. If you haven't watched, then yeah, that's what are you do. doing? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But overall, I, let's, let me talk about who I didn't like. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, number one, I did not like the Savannah Terralisha drama. I felt like that, of course, I think Michelle had a good point, Michelle Buteau, the host, when she was saying, do you think that maybe the way you send things was perceived differently than what you meant because it was coming through text? And neither girl was willing to own up to it. Neither girl was willing to say, oh, I was wrong or I'm sorry. And both girls were like, I'm I said what I said. I'm sticking to it because I know that's true and that's fact. And I'm just like... Clearly, y'all wow. have not seen the season yet. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what... Because remember, I asked you that. I was like, have they seen yeah. the episodes? I think... I mean, a smart nod to them to include everyone in the reunion. Right. Production decided to just hold the reunion at the same part of, of the production the filming. Yeah. Um, of the show. And so, these people had not seen the edited episodes that were going to come that we saw. Right. Um, or see all of the actions that everybody else was doing. Exactly. Exactly. You know? So well, let me ask you this: Did you peep that Delisa's actually pregnant? Yeah, she's pregnant so with a second child. She, yeah, yeah. So she found Saw out that. while she was filming the circle that she was pregnant with the second child. Crazy. Um, which was which was wild. That would be a fun story for um, the baby. Definitely. And then I think for me, I really, you know, I loved Tara Alicia and I loved Cat. Those oh, were yeah, the I two liked that Kat. I really yeah. did. Tara Alicia was cool. Love. Um, but I was I had called it. Pretty much after we, after we knew that River was going to be that super secret super influencer. Uh, influencer, I kind of I was like, this is Delisa's yeah. um, to have and to wrap up. So, mm -hmm. um, but it was good. It was definitely in entertaining. And still confused on why Mitchell didn't have a shirt on like the entire time he was there. Child, because Mitchell knows that what sells, right? Okay, <laughs> what gets you airtime? Exactly. 
but that's what I was watching. How was your week? What were you watching? Catch me up. Yeah, um, it was a pretty good week, like I said. So, like, vaccination, all of that good stuff. Um, I see you definitely skipped over Sunday. Um, yeah, I'm going to choose not to speak about Sunday. Ooh. Maybe at a later date, but right now I'm going to choose just to not <laughs> well, uh, speak about Sunday at you all. Know Thank what? you. Let me be, oh, okay, respect your privacy at this time. Um, but Sunday had a nice uh, fun day out with all of my friends. Um, and we're going to leave it at that. Period. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Um, okay. Well, as far as what I've been watching since I've been, um, rushed to the next topic. Um, <laughs> girl, so, rushed you. Say what you want. Uh, do your show, girl. Anyway, rushing you. Do your no, show. But, um, so I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale, uh, which... I did a refill episode with my friend Kempin at Real, which was really good. I we had claps, so much claps, fun. Claps. Yeah, we had so much fun doing that. So if you haven't listened to that, please go um, and uh, listen to that and follow Kempin at Real on all of her socials and support her podcast, Truth Bombers, um, that is out. So please go do that. Black Lady Sketch Show. I'm also watching um, and here for. Crickets, insert crickets here. I have not been able to watch the second episode yet, but I will get to it. You have wait, so wait, what are you saying? Can you can you <laughs> don't do this? <laughs> can you please elaborate a don't little do bit this. more on that? No, oh, don't oh, do on this. to the next topic. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Don't, don't do this. Um on to the next topic. What else we got? What else we got? Uh, okay, I, here we go. So, no, um, you're so messy. Real housewives. No, stop. <laughs> Stop, stop. You are so messy. Go on to your next topic. Yeah, I'm going into my next don't be one. so messy. Yeah, all right. On it. Thank you. <laughs> Jane, thanks. Um, Real Housewives of New York is back, and I am so excited. So the season premiere was this past week on Tuesday nights, which I'm not as excited about. I Why love my, Tuesdays? I don't know. I, well, I think it's because we're saturated with so many other shows. I think it will gotcha. eventually, I think this will eventually move back to Thursday nights. I love Maroni on Thursday nights. Um, and it was great. It was a great season premiere. I am still in awe of how great this was for Ebony K. Williams, who is the newest addition to the cast. She she's was a black just, housewife. She correct? is the first black housewife to enter this franchise wow. um, of New York. That's I think New York was the second um, to become was, was the second cast to yeah. uh, start the the Real Housewives franchise, and it's taken this long for them to get a black housewife on there. But hmm. she definitely did not disappoint. I loved it. The opening of Ebony taking a walk with Leah in Central Park and wearing the Central Park Exonerated Five sweatshirt that mm. had their names on it. Um, it, I mean, it's you could definitely tell she's put a lot of thought into it. I don't want people to think that it's too produced or she's so like she was spectacular. Even her nonverbals and how her interaction is with the rest of the cast, it's just it was a perfect fit. I felt like she fit right in. Good. I'm gonna have so to give that a watch. I'm really excited to watch her. I'm gonna have to give that a watch. I think you should. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. All right, let's take a break um, and come back with our popular segment that we like to call Vuchao. Yeah, we'll be right back.
They say a picture is worth a thousand words. So, what is it that you're trying to say? <laughs> Whether you're making a major announcement, branding or rebranding for your next business move, or capturing a special once in a lifetime moment, let Jay Holloway Photography give life and artistry to your words. Come on, y'all better give us some life, Jay Holloway. <laughs> Trust the professional and creative visionary behind the lens. All photo shoots come complete fully edited photos, digital copies, as well as in-studio options that are available. So what do you need to do right now? You need to visit jhollowayphotography.com today to book your next session. Yep, that's J-H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y photography.com. Get to it, girl. And we're back. What do we got next, Trent? Am I allowed to talk freely on this segment? You can talk freely anytime you want. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, so it is time for our most beloved segment of this Ooh. of this podcast entitled Woo Chow. Almost knocked over my drink. Oh Lord, Woo Chow. Um, so <laughs> yeah, Woo Chow. These, these are the top po- uh, top moments of pop culture and the things that made us say Woo Chow. Marcus, what do you have up first? So let's just get this out of the way. I'm kind of tired of it now, but I guess it's okay. worth mentioning the whole Tamisha Iman Monet exchange by the drag queen sibling rivalry, internet beef. Uh, y'all know. I mean, there's really not much to say. I just I feel like if you're interested in drag race or drag queens and stuff like that, and follow them, then chances are you know what's been going on. Uh, I just a mess. I guess my question is, I don't. What was the point of it all? Well, I think that you know there is. I think Tamisha Iman comes from a different generation of drag and the culture, right. and kind Very... of that like deference, showing reverence to those um, elders who are part of the community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks a lot about that. She talks about like a lot, you know, their industry, I'm community, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, in some of the same veins that some of the other girls we've heard, you know, over past years, um, had that kind of very, not, it's not as pronounced as this. I will say that. It's not as pronounced as Tamisha Mon as, as making it. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's definitely, but you get that vibe. I mean, for me, uh, as being a friend of Drag Race, I get that vibe from a Kennedy Davenport. I get that vibe from a Latrice Royale. You know, I, I see that there is a, there's a level of respect that comes when other queens are engaging with those queens. Mm-hmm. And I think in this moment, Tamisha is, baby, your season just aired. You are the, yeah, you like are the, the new, new girl. You're the new you're girl. The new you girl. can't come in trying to boss up and buck up and yeah. you have to take the criticisms and things like that. Where this all comes down to is queens like Bob, like Monet, like Alaska, like Willem, who have have had some success uh, from the franchise. Three of those four actually have won um, seasons of Drag Race for mm-hmm. All-Stars. They've all won, and, yeah. um, No shade. And the piece of that is, is like, why are you guys, like, I think Tamisha's coming from the place of, why are you commenting on this when you know you know the behind the scenes piece of this. Mm-hmm. You know how it goes. You know we you know the timing. Why are you bringing down these queens who are trying to get 
you know, trying to get their footing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where it comes from. But to me, I think Candy Muse said it best. Like, you have to take that kind of, like, stuff with a grain of salt. Right. I would say you don't take that stuff too seriously. I mean, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. They have an opinion. Let them have an yeah, opinion. They're, re- they're reviewing a TV you know? show. They're not um, reviewing you as an individual. And I don't think that Tamisha gets that. I think that she is saying, you know, you queens need to bow down. 30 years in this industry. Mm. And... Um, you, 30 years in inter- I Yeah. When I'm she was like, I mean, anything. in yeah. that live that she did, when she was like, she was like, yeah, I'm that bitch. I'm the black bitch that mm-hmm. made a, that paved the way for, for you, you, little, little black, black bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favorite part. That's my favorite line of the entire, um, however long it is, out, out of that entire tirade. I don't think it was done well. For me, Tamisha needs a team. Yeah. She needs a team. And I think, you know, someone who is savvy enough to navigate social media, the franchise, the drag race fandom, which we know can be and problematic. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. We know that the fandom racist, can be crazy. And so all yeah. of those, all of the above. And so you need a team that's gonna be able to really help you navigate that. Who child. Now my question is, do you think La La Ree has a team? I think she does because you. I've not heard a peep out of La La Ree about any of this, so I think somebody she does. tapped on and said, "Girl, don't you get in you there? Sit this one out. I know that's your mama, but don't you get in yeah. there?" Yeah, so clearly she has a team. And um, can we also say I follow La La Ree on Instagram, and she looks amazing. She looks great. Okay, we're not. We're talking about Tamisha. I'm such a huge fan of La La Ree. Um, so, all right, what you got? Okay, the first thing that we have to talk about clearly is um, what that opening segment was. So Bill and Melinda Gates uh, earlier this week announced that they are separating. (laughs) That is right. So after 27 years, billionaires, Bill and Melinda Gates, Bill, who is the fourth wealthiest person in the world, coming in at a uh, whopping $124 billion as his net worth, uh, they've decided to call it quits. Calling the marriage ir- ir- wait. <laughs> what is it? Sound it out. No, I got Irretrievably I'm not it. Oh, okay. broken. I'm not reading the article. Irretrievably broken, as the BBC.com reports. Um, this I did not see coming. The gag is there was not a prenuptial agreement before their wedding. The couple got married in 1994. Um where Melinda had came on started and started working for Microsoft. That's how they actually met each other. The uh, couple years later they got married in 1994. Um and now are separating. So, I wonder what irretrievably broken means. That so that is what was irretrievably broken was not put in a statement. That was actually what was um included in the divorce decree. Mm-hmm. Um when they filed. So, um they, that's how they described the marriage. Um, so that was their words. Now, there have been talks about what the what the divorce settlement is going to look like. That's what I was just reading. I don't think so because they did. Right. Because they didn't have a prenuptial agreement. So um, what it sounds like is that there's been a separation contract mm-hmm. put in place. Um which tells me two things. Number one, they're businessmen. <laughs> businessmen. Exactly. So number one, clearly, 
these are two very, very smart people. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and the separation contract does not have to necessarily be put on file like a divorce. Um, like right, a divorce, because it's, part of, like, it's a contract. So that's number one. But then number two is that this is definitely not a rash decision. This has They've been, thought about it. This yeah. has been premeditated and all of that. And they, this announcement now, it's definitely calculated and, and what uh, what this is. What this is going to be, it's the end of an era, I think, yeah, you know. Bill and Melinda years. Gates, who are the face and the founders of the Gates Foundation, which has done so much um, and, you know, has raised billions of dollars for um, a number of causes around the world. People, I, people have been saying that the reason why they made the announcement is so that stock markets and everyone else could know that the Gates Foundation will continue on. How crazy is that? That and you have to announce people were saying, based on like the yeah, stock like They that's were crazy. saying that the, re- the only reason why they made the divorce public is so that they could put out a, because their marriage is so tied up in the economic impact of the globe Yeah. that like people Things people would panic. And now, do you aspire to be to that level? No, I think that that's crazy. Never. <laughs> I think that you have when you start Never. have to thinking about the global economic impact of your marriage. I don't think they aspired to that. I think it just kind of happened. You know, like when you that's do crazy. such impactful work and raise so much money, that is you know, crazy people depend on you, and I think it just kind of happened. I don't think it's yeah. something you ever aspire to be or yeah. want to do. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. let's keep this moving. Uh, so I just have a, a one quick woo child. I don't know if you've seen the the videos and the clips that have been circulating online, uh, but this is from Pop Sugar. But uh, the part two of the Selena the series dropped on Netflix, and it had a very shocking cameo. In it that no one saw coming. What are we talking about? No. And so it's a video of this girl walking out of the store and like see this black family and this black girl walking oh, out of the store. Oh, because they were mom, all in Texas. Mom, mom, yeah. Already, but did you know who it was? I already know. It was supposed to be Beyonce. Ciao. <laughs> now y'all are really trying it. I said, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all are mm-hmm. trying it. We're trying Got you. We're I mean, really apparently trying. it's a true story because it oh. came from Beyonce herself that okay. they adapted to this series. Um, but I just did not expect that. I mean, they were all in Texas, so yeah, I don't I mean, even know sure. where Corp- I don't know where Corpus is, Cor- Corpus Christi. Um, but I mean, yeah, it yeah. was it was probably bound to happen. Um, <laughs> child, <laughs> so. y'all better look. They said we need to get some ratings. Oh my what gosh. can we do? Tell them that Beyonce right. is being portrayed. Right. Who is Beyonce? some buzz. So, okay, what else you got? I wanted to talk really quickly about the Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather incident. Oh, yeah. Did you see this? I did. I saw, so there's like multiple videos from multiple angles and like different right. parts of the, I guess, the venue. So this is the thing. Okay, so Jake, uh, Jake Paul, no. Not Jake Paul. Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Thank yeah. you. I don't know why I want to call him Jake Paul. Because they look the same. Is it? Okay, well, anyway. Um, so, Logan Paul um, and then Floyd Mayweather. Um, no, I have it right. It's Jake Paul. 
So uh, Jake Paul is the one that is uh, fighting Floyd, right? No, that's what I was going to say. Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather are doing a boxing a boxing tournament, a charity boxing thing or something like that. I think it's Jake. And while they were both there promoting the event, Jake Paul is the one who came up to Floyd and took his hat and started the scuffle with him. That's Got it. what happened. Girl, you oh. do your story, get your facts No, right. okay, I'm... I'm Okay, I got that. So Jesus, it, they look they I look just you, alike. What did I say? I just said so they are they look, twins? They look no. Logan Paul is the older brother, so oh, they wow. came from Vine. I don't know if you remember Vine, but Logan Paul and Jake Paul got famous on Vine with King Batch and okay. all of them kids. And well, then they okay. moved over to YouTube. So. So it and, was oh, Jake thing. Paul, his brother, that got it going. Yes, and Logan Paul was the one who got in trouble for showing the dead body in the suicide woods while they were in Japan. You remember what? that big story? Yes. This girl, these boys are problematic AF. And, I don't know these people. And you don't need to. You don't need to. Okay, well, anyway, so Logan Paul. Okay, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather um, were doing a promotional event for their upcoming fight, um, at which... Afterwards, things got a little dicey. So Jake yes. Paul, the brother. Yes, the younger brother. There we go. Jake Paul, the younger brother, put got on like live. Uh-huh. And then got into Floyd's, so kind of like stepped up to Floyd. You know what? I'm with Floyd. Floyd probably thought that that was damn Logan Paul. <laughs> Jake almost got his dome rock. He did get his dome rock, actually. So what happened was is that Jake Paul got into Floyd Mayweather's face and kind of started talking all this trash. And then Floyd Mayweather, who's wearing a hat at that time, he snatches the hat off of his head and tries to like run away, run away, tries to like book it. At which you already know Floyd Mayweather is with his little self, Speedy Gonzalez, and then also his bodyguards as yeah. well, all kind of surrounded Jake. At which what point? Jake Paul left with a black eye. You know? He got back on his live later that night with a black eye saying that one of the bodyguards did um, connect with his face. And he was like, respect. And when you do foolery? When you do <laughs> when you do clownery. When you do clownery. Sometimes the clown, the clown comes, comes back, back to, to bite. So, so what are you gonna do? What are you gonna what do you want me to say? No, this I mean, but this is my thing. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Because some people are saying it's a stunt. Yeah, I saw that. I do mean, you, but do you feel it's by, a stunt or not? I feel like I feel it more likely to be a stunt by the Paul brothers than Floyd Mayweather. I bet Floyd didn't know anything about it, which is why Jake Paul ended up with a black eye. I think they were trying to pull this stunt. And then I guess forgot who they was messing with. Is it crazy that I'm still I am completely flabbergasted that there's two of them? Yeah, I thought that they were the same person. That's I told. I said it at the beginning. I said they look the same. Uh, wow, woo chow. <laughs> All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we are going to our spill segment that Trent is leading this week. Yes, let's talk about money. <laughs> Money, 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 money. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gents, we are back. Hello. Okay, and it is time for our spill segment. 
this week we're talking about money all right and when i say money i'm not necessarily talking about you know how you spend it whatever you do with it but how much you make so the wall street journal earlier this week released an article that i thought was very appropriate um and connected with me and some things that are currently going on in my actual world so the wall street journal is reporting that millennials love to talk about their personal finances or i won't say love to talk about it but they are very open in discussing their personal finances okay i can see that kind of going all over through financial transparency how much money we make what we do with it how we how we get it um negotiations for higher salaries and raises things like that the wall street journal reports that 61 percent of millennials were comfortable discussing credit card debt with their friends. Now, that is comparing it to the 43% of baby boomers who also were comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, there was, a recent, um, there was a recent study by Klarna that did a full global survey and found that 50% of millennials believe it's important to talk openly about finances compared with 40% of the older generations. Now... I think that this is so funny because for me, you know, I just started a brand new job. Mm-hmm. And so having that conversation about finances is something that's, you know, I'm definitely familiar with. I just got finished negotiating a salary. This earlier this week, one of my best friends called me and was asking me, like, how did you do it? Like, how did you negotiate the salary? Right. How much do you make? I mean, and we just had a very open conversation about where we were currently and that trust that is there. Um, kind of has spilled over into certain things. There's people at my old job who are interested in taking my my role that I just left, and I had a once again I had to have a very open conversation about salary, about finances, mm-hmm. and what that looked like. I think, I mean, for me, I don't know where the comfortability comes from, but it takes me back to part of the conversation that we had on Sunday with our friends because this came up Sunday, did it not? When at parking at parking field? Oh yeah, we did talk. About we were that. having brunch yeah. and we were talking about salary amongst our friends, mm-hmm. and there were varying levels of comfortability talking about salary. So one of the conversations that came up was, um, you know, do you talk about salary with your coworkers, and is that okay? I personally think that it is. Marcus, what do you think? I think that it's okay. if, As long as the parties participating are comfortable talking about it, yeah, let's share all day. Because then if I, if I find out... Now, are you, are you like, for yourself, mm-hmm. do you feel comfortable? Would you feel comfortable talking with your coworkers yeah. or whatever about what you make and yeah. what you're taking home? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, for me... The job that I was just leaving, yes, I definitely would be comfortable because we had that trust developed. It wasn't like a, um, how, how do I say this? It wasn't like a, I'm trying to figure out how much you're making in comparison to me, but like, right. I just want to make sure that I'm on the right page. Um, and you see, I've never really looked at like comparison salaries as like, oh, why is this person making more than me? I, I'm i a full believer in your salary is commiserate with your experience. Well, like we had you, a mutual... So, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, we had a mutual friend this Sunday who was like, I don't want to know what my right. peers are making. Right. And that, to me, was crazy. Yeah, to me, too. I said, okay, because if you're getting lowballed, you would never know 
had you not had a conversation with your coworkers to find out. Like, yeah. if you felt like you had the experience to be making a certain number, but you're not, that's on you. Because it definitely you shocked know. me. And I can't remember exactly what his reasoning was. Um, just because of how drunk I was on Sunday. <laughs> but it was just wild to me. He was like, yeah, Speak I don't want to know. I said, I, I did say, I said, I. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember his reasoning, but it was one of those things where he was like, yeah, I don't want to know. Actually, I don't want that information. I do remember him saying that now. Well, let me ask you this, because you said that you are a person that would talk openly about salary. Mm -hmm. Have there been times where that financial transparency has helped or hindered you in a role? Yes, actually. And I can talk about because I have my example. I'm going to talk about where I lowballed myself, oh. but like got help anyway, thankfully, okay. because the employer was very nice. So when I first moved to San Francisco, I got brought on as... Um, a host for one of their shows or whatever and was going to be moving to the Bay Area. You know, I had never lived in the Bay Area before, so I didn't know. I had tried to do my best to do some research, but I didn't fully, truly understand how expensive it is yeah. to live in the Bay Area, yep. you know? And so... When they offered me the they offered me the role the 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 role the position, um, they asked for the the HR lady asked for what I wanted, and so you know like, I did my research yeah. yep. and I gave one number, and then she that's the other thing. Can we have H financial transparency? How much did you? How much? Which number did you give? Okay, yeah, we. Can. <laughs> Can we please have financial transparency, sure Mr. Can. Millennial? Yeah, absolutely. We sure can. So I had asked for like 60 or 65, I think, okay. something like that. You know, and This was I, years ago in San this Francisco. Was, yeah, but still, honestly, that was way too low. I should have known better okay. anyway. And so the HR lady was like, okay, cool. We're going to give you that. But then the um, my boss that was working there emailed me separately because our HR lady was real shady and like Ooh, I know mean. them and so nobody Shout trusted her anyway and so he emailed you know me back um, individually on a different one he's like that's too low we're gonna give you 68 or close to 70 and I was like oh okay Boom. and then months later we had had the conversation and talked about that and I finally understood why and was able to kind of be like thank you guys so much for doing for looking that out because for me, yeah. I would not have known and so again it was nice to have someone who was a supervisor who was comfortable enough to be transparent about what it is that I needed versus what yep. I wanted um, to, for my benefit. And yep. so I thought that was very helpful. Nice. No, I, I mean, and I definitely have had that experience in, in my last role. I was very aware what the person, what my predecessor, because we were close friends, I was very aware of what he made and that helped me navigate how I was going to go into negotiations and right. what I was going to take and what I wasn't going to take. I think, um, it hasn't hindered me in, in words to say, but maybe has hindered others. Um, so I have two close friends that from the job that I recently left that I kind of have developed. Um, yeah, they're close friends. Wow. Yeah. I, that's what I said. Yeah. I love them. Um, but I wanted them to be very aware because they there was some interest in them taking on one of my roles, and I said, I want you to be very aware of where I was mm -hmm. and, and, and don't allow them to lowball you. So giving people that power, mm -hmm. giving people that knowledge is so 
helpful kind of going into this, especially as like millennials who are entering now maybe into mid-level management and need to know right. like this is how you play the game. This is how you do it. These yeah. are things to say. That help um, them advocate to get more money. I don't ever want to stop anybody from don't making stop anybody the money shine. that they should be making. Yeah. You know, and if you could be making more money, if you need to make the case, like do it. Like that's how they have kept underrepresented groups held back for yeah. so long by not having those questions about salary or yeah. don't like, but it brings me back to that HBO Max series industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. In which Harper, the main character got a larger bonus than everyone else because mm-hmm. of some work that she did, but like did not want to, they were like, you can't tell anybody how much you, you made. Um, and she signed an NDA and everything, but later on it was like, this is how much I made. I just need y'all to know. But there's definitely, it, it just made me think because there have been so many instances lately where talking about money has been helpful for people. Right. Um, and, you know, at this point, millennials, like, it's, it's our time. These are our times where we're standing up and we're getting into these leadership roles. And we're we becoming know, the majority of the workforce. We need to know how to play this game out here. So you asked me, I'm going to ask you, was there an instance where your uh, salary transparency helped or harmed you? Well, no, that's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, it helped me in terms of like knowing how to go into the negotiation room and being like, this is not what I'm not going to take. But you don't have any experiences or no stories or no nothing like that. Well, I mean, the last one was like, like I said, with uh, the guy, the predecessor who was in my last role Mm -hmm. um, and giving me that 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 knowledge of being like this is where I was at don't let don't let them give you any lower than so and so gotcha now okay. i want to take it a little bit farther from salary negotiations all of that but let's talk about financial transparency how important do you find financial transparency amongst friends uh, it depends on how close friends they are yeah. you know i mean you just can't be going around telling everybody business about close friends yeah Huh? Let's say close friends. I mean, close friends, yeah. Like, if you you all have been friends for a while and trust each other and stuff, absolutely, I don't mind talking about it, you know? Because yeah. it's. I think it's nice to know uh, where your friends are just in case, you know, somebody ever needs help one day or something like that. Or Let me ask you this. How important is financial transparency in your relationship? Uh, I think that's very important. Ooh! Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about it. Absolutely. So let me, let me uh let me find out you a millionaire and I don't, and we sit we sit over here on regular regular street. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I could never. So well, okay. Absolutely, financial transparency. No, no, so if you have a so if you have a relationship, you should know how much they make and they should know how much you make. Absolutely. You think so? Yeah. Huh. Because, I mean, you're in a relationship with this person, which means you are trusting this person with your well-being, you know? And part of your well-being is financially, physically, mentally, emotionally. All of those things play into that. And so, I mean, yeah, we need to know what we're working with, both of us. You know what? I was in a relationship with someone, and I did not know how much money they made. Mm -hmm. And that was... You know what? But I, I found out. I didn't know what the number was. They no. never told you? No, I, they never told me, and I didn't know what the number was. But I knew that it was much more than I made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, those to me, those things matter. So the person I used to talk to is in HR, and 
this person I was in a relationship with, like, knew how much I made because every offer letter I would send to them and, like, had them check it and right. all of that stuff. Oh, but so you I were very trusting. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Say, okay. Yeah. If you're. <laughs> yeah. Continue. Right. So if yeah, um, very trusting. Like at least with that, yeah. So, um, I did not know how much they made, and I did not. I I was a little. I don't know if I was shook to ask or if I was scared or what. I didn't. I was just getting ready to say, were you scared? Like, don't be scared. I mean, y'all, you're in a relationship. Why not? Like, there shouldn't be. Any secrets and stuff that now I never say I wanted to say this just because you know how much the other person makes doesn't mean that that automatically means that there's some financial obligation to each other. I mean, you set those parameters for yourself, but I think it's helpful to know because if you're trying to build a life with said person, which I hope you are, if you're in a relationship yeah. with them, then you need to start knowing where your um your baseline is. Right. So how much do you need to save? What type of lifestyle do y'all want to live? Where do you you want to live what type of things do you want to be able to afford can you afford those things you know that's all a part of it it's part no, of I life agree with that. and in my current relationship me and my old man we're very trying we're i feel like we are very transparent about financials mm-hmm. i mean click well as of right now yes we are sharing credit scores and everything yes let me ask this last question then i want to wrap this up but i want to talk a little bit about what you think in regards to this article by Wall Street, who is talking about financial transparency and millennials, and how do you feel that that correlates to the social media generation of fabricating, stunting, all of that stuff? I mean, it definitely still exists. I think a lot of people um, have perceived lifestyles online that don't actually exist. I agree with that. Um, but I then think- you also have OnlyFans stars screenshotting their earnings. And YouTube stars screenshotting their earnings of being like, this is what it is. Like, I think that there is such a pull to social media because of some of that transparency of people seeing like, this is what I could do. But this so far few in between. Agreed. You know, that's not the everyday person. And I feel like at some point you have to be a little realistic. If that's something that you want to go after and hustle for, by all means, do it. You know, but I just know that it's going to take a lot of work to agree. If you you want to be a millionaire by YouTube standards or a millionaire by OnlyFans standards, you know what I mean? By all means, go and do that. But just know that that's not something that's very common. You know what? But this is the thing I think, too. Then I'll say this piece about financial transparency in regards to social media. Um, there is there there does seem to be a little bit of a disconnect, especially with the millennial generation in terms of expectations of where they should be based on everyone else. Yeah. And I think that that is, that is the, that is the root of this. Um, You're too worried about what somebody else is making instead of get your skills up so that you can be making more than you're making now. Exactly. You know, you got to focus on you because if you're doing the best that you can, that's why I said salary based commiserate with experience. Like if you have a lot to offer and a lot to bring to the table, you can make that money and like demand what you need. You've got to be confident in yourself enough to demand what it is that you think you should be making. Yeah. Agreed. Well, okay, let's wrap this up. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat.
And we're back. Hello. It is time for our signature mm-hmm. segment, Fizz or Flat. Trent, tell us about it. Okay, so you know that Fizz or Flat is where we go down the top pop culture moments of the week, and we give them a fizz if we're feeling them, or a flat, flat if, if we're, we're not. not. I want to go ahead and start first, because I already know that you're probably going to talk about this anyway, but the Stranger Things Season of 4 teaser that just uh, came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I'm excited. I've always been a Stranger Things fan. I yeah. think um, I love, like, nostalgia in the 80s and stuff like yep. that. So having, like, that 80s. I like the same thing about Wonder Woman, just the nostalgic 80s. And so I thought that was pretty cool. I love that they introduced some new black characters, finally, and made them, like, now, stars of the show. we haven't seen them in the teaser, though. They'll definitely be there. I think... I think there was a rumor or something that the little girl was gonna get her own show. Oh wow! Or something like From that. From season three. Yeah. The sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was literally like the scene yeah. stiller, um, and so hopefully they I think hopefully they're back. But I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it definitely seems like this season's gonna maybe do like a little bit of like origin story on Eleven. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of cool. Um, it's also bringing back one of the doctors. Um, oh, the, I that guess died, I feel like in the died. first season, yeah, yeah. or ale- mm-hmm. yep, exactly, allegedly <laughs> um, died in the first season, and so really excited that that show is coming back, and hopefully, um, it's going to give us a little bit of everything that what everybody wants. Nice, I give it a yeah. fizz. Fizz for me as well. What do you have? Um, okay, so I want to give a huge shout out to the formally announced cast for Issa Rae's next project, uh, Rap Shit. Uh, they said it's a working title, so we don't know if that is what it'll end up on. But I recognize one of the girls, and that's why I was so like, oh, wait a minute, I know her. Yeah. Um, so Aida Osman is, I, I, so Aida is, was, is the new host on Keep It. Okay. Who was brought on after Kara left. And Aida, your life is about to change. Yes. (laughs) Your life is about to change, girl. But Aida Osman, Chameleon, and Jonica Booth have been cast as the leads of Rap Shit, HBO Max's comedy series from Issa Rae. Um, The plot is it follows two estranged high school friends from Miami, Shauna Osman and Mia Chameleon, who reunite to form a rap group. Also understand that this is the show that the CD girls are helping uh, produce. Oh, really? Okay, with Issa Rae as well. I love it. So I am excited. Is it based on them? I don't know for sure. It might be. I don't know. But I'm excited to watch this. I'm going to love the cast. I'm so hyped for Aida Osman because, you know, it only takes that one show to, like, really get you That's on the it. map. And, you know, Issa Rae is pretty big in that. So, super fizz for me. Yes, exactly. Okay. What else you got? Woo, chow. This should have been a woo chow, really. What Dr. Jackson Avery, y'all. Is, he's leaving. He's leaving Gray Hospital, y'all. Oh, boy. <laughs> Two minutes ago, I said, wait, what? You talking about Gray's Anatomy? Yes. Okay. So, Jesse, Mr. Jesse Williams, who is so fine, um, who plays Dr. Jackson Avery, is actually going to be leaving the um, long-standing show, Gray's Anatomy, um, which I feel like is in its, like, Maybe 12th or 13th no, season? No, higher than that. 17th. Yeah. 17th season. <laughs> I was going to say higher than that. Jesus. Um. So in their 17th season, Jesse Williams will be signing off on the May 20th episode 
title tradition. But he's not been on the show since the beginning, though. He came no, in the like Hollywood halfway. Reporter reports that Jesse came okay. on in season six okay, yeah. of the show, um, but has truly made a huge impact with him and his love interest, April, um, who will now be moving to Boston with their daughter. Um, Jesse Williams reports, uh, he did a statement. He says, I will be forever grateful for the boundless opportunities provided by Shonda, the network, studio, fellow cast members, our incredible crew, Krista Vernoff, Ellen Pompeo, and Debbie Allen. Um, as a director, as an actor, director, and person, wow, I've been obscenely lucky to have learned so much from so many, and I think our beautiful fans. So nice. this is a huge thing, I think, for Grey's Anatomy. You know, his his contract was up, so he had a two-year contract, mm-hmm. uh, which was up. But this is another big character from Grey's Anatomy leaving. Um, the uh, Dr. Andrew DeLuca was killed off in uh, just in March, mm-hmm. so maybe like a couple of months ago. Um, so we'll see what happens with the rest of this, with the rest of the... Um, with the rest of the sitcom, I think they'll they'll be re- renewed for another season. Um, is it a sitcom? I think it's more. Of well, like no, it's a not drama. a sitcom. It's like a drama. Yeah. Yeah. A medical drama. I will. Yeah. But there, there's some funny shit. But okay. <laughs> well, no. But the, okay, drama. Um, but Are yeah. Are you giving this a fizz or a flat? I'm gonna have to give this a flat. I don't think that he should leave. I know. So basically the story that they're giving him is that he's going to go now run the Avery Foundation and that this is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, kind of helping people on a much, you know, helping people in a different way, but still still serving the community. I don't think it's time to let him go. Um, I'm definitely going to miss him. I, I give it a fizz. I think the show is winding down. So, I mean, it's yeah. Uh, I give it a flat. OK, oh, I'm going to give it a fizz. OK. My only other thing I had was I wanted to give, I know we've been talking about this and you and I are both huge fans, but the uh, the first images from the new Game of Thrones spinoff were just released. Oh, and it's what called the House of Dragon. It's going to be following all the Targaryens. Oh, really? Yes. And I don't think I knew about this. I, oh, you had? You did it? No. I'm very excited about it. Uh, this is from Variety. And it's talking about it is going to be debuting in 2022, but your boy is on there. And he's playing... Who's my boy? One of... From The Crown. His name is Matt Josh? Smith. No, I don't know. He played uh, Prince Philip. The young version of oh, Prince Philip. Oh, okay. Phillip. So from seasons one and two yep. of The Crown. Yep. He's going to be in there as um, one of Viserys' sons. Nice. He's going to be playing Prince Daemon Targaryen, Viserys' younger brother, excuse Child. me, the true heir to the Iron Throne and a peerless warrior and dragon rider. And so I'm super excited about this because I love stuff like this and I was a huge fan of Game of Thrones, except season eight. Um, but yeah, the shade. I'm giving it a huge fizz for me, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention. Okay, all right. Um, up next for me is Mr. Will Smith who took to Instagram earlier this week and caused the world to go viral when he posted his uh, dad bod. <laughs> yes. And so uh, the uh, the famous actor who is 52, 52 as reported That's by it. 
by men's health, he's, that's exactly how he's um, reported as being 52 years old. Okay. Um, but uh, posted his dad bod um, and has then since inspired this whole movement of celebrity dad bods being posted on Instagram. Yeah, I saw. So Anthony Anderson posted something. Um, there has been this whole uh, movement called now hashtag the Big Willie Challenge. Which is getting people in the best shape of their lives. I think he's got a TV show that I he's love doing it. because of this. To me, Will Smith didn't look that bad, baby. I'm like, hey. No, he looks fine. I'm like, look. I said, Will. Still fine. All right, yeah. Look, you look Still just got fine. it going on. Sure. Um, but I, I really appreciate th- that transparency and that vulnerability, like putting it out there, of being like, you know what? Hey, I'm not right now the best, I'm in the best shape I could be. Um, but I'm going to get there. And so kind of inspiring other people through that. Is well, what he I said that him. he's got like a challenge that he's doing. It's the Big Willie Challenge, yeah. To where he's going to be getting back in shape. Hashtag like the Big Willie Challenge. Through. So what? what is, tell us more about that. What is that? Yeah, so basically uh, through his Instagram account, everyone is doing it through his 52 million followers. Um, he is going to be kind of posting updates a little bit about this and have his fitness Child, can I get a fitness director? <laughs> His fitness director um, kind of help him through this this journey back. And he's going gotcha. to get in what he calls the best shape of his life. Hmm. Okay? Um, so it's a 12-week fitness transformation series that's going to be coming out on YouTube, I believe. Nice. Yeah. I might so, check in on that. It's a fizz for me. It's a fizz for me, too. Yeah. What else do you have? That's it for me. Okay, well, if that is the case, uh, what are your final thoughts, Marcus, from this episode? Ooh, final thoughts from this episode. Let me see. What did we talk about this week? <laughs> okay. Oh, so much. Well, I mean, I feel like we always tie it back into our um, spill segment. So, I mean, financial transparency. I mean, I think it's just, it's important to know what you're worth. And in order to know what your worth is, you need a basis. You need a foundation, a baseline or something like that, you know. And I think if that means if you're in a position to uh, ask for more money or find out, you know, what the actual salary for a position is, it's important to know these things so that you can negotiate. You can have a leg to stand on negotiating wise. And so I, I liked that talk. And I thought this, I think that that's really important. So that's my takeaway. Nice, nice, nice. I think for me, I'm kind of going back to our conversation surrounding um, Tamisha Iman um, and not le- learning how to not take things too seriously and adapt to a culture. Um, as I started this brand new job, I've realized the importance of adapting to a culture and not necessarily thinking that it's going to be the red carpet is going to be rolled out for you everywhere that you go. That's true. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I'm taking away from this. Okay, nice. So if you are not following us on our socials, number one, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, follow me at Trenton Rashad on Instagram. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at that. Where can they find us on the podcast? So Cold Pop is available every, everywhere you look. Everywhere there's a hug. There's a hug. A hand hold on. No, um, <laughs> so you can find us on Cold Pop at Cold Pop 
a show on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Cold Pop Podcast on Facebook. Also, Cold Pop Show on uh, YouTube. Just to be clear, that's the Family Matters theme song, right? Mm-mm, no. Wrong. Wrong. What theme song is that? Full House. Is it Full House? Yes. How does the Family Matters theme song go? Whatever happens, happens to... Yes, oh, thank yeah, you. No, um, no that, that's Full House too. Oh, um... Days go by. Uh, yeah. It's the bigger love of the family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that was going to bother me. I was like, wait a minute. What theme yeah. song was that? All right. Also, follow me on all the socials. Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel at Cold Pop Show. And please, if you have a listener letter or a comment about any past topics or topics from this show, send us an email. Trent Child, has promised he's going not, to be They're not sending us email. no emails. They do not care. I have the email on my... I look every day. I have the email on my phone. They don't care. Send us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye.